the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. President Biden signs the Respect for Marriage Act. This law would give vast powers to the federal government. Illegal migrants surge at the southern border as the end of Title 42 draws near. As the months have gone by, you think, well, it can't get any worse, but it does get worse. Former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried is charged with fraud. He was taking money, commingling accounts from the very beginning. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, December 14th. I'm Mike Scott. On Tuesday, President Joe Biden signed the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, protecting same-sex marriages nationally. The law mandates all states recognize same-sex and interracial marriages. Alongside survivors of the Club Q and Pulse nightclub shootings, today a historic moment at the White House. President Biden signing the Respect for Marriage Act, which protects the rights of same-sex and interracial couples under federal law. Marriage is a simple proposition. Who do you love? And will you be loyal with that person you love? It's not more complicated than that. The new law requires states to honor all marriages, regardless of sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin. It also has protections for religious institutions and does not require states to issue same-sex marriage licenses. The law, a reaction to the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe versus Wade. The bill passed in the House with 39 Republicans joining Democrats in support after getting through the Senate with 12 Republican senators. The Respect for Marriage Act essentially vacates the Defense of Marriage Act, which defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Back in 1996, when Biden was still a senator, he voted for the Defense of Marriage Act. Some point to his signing of the Respect for Marriage Act as a representation of the country's involvement on the issue of same-sex marriage. The law, however, is not without major critics. The majority of Republicans in Congress did not vote for the law due to their concerns over the law's insufficient protections for religious Americans. Matt Sharp of the Alliance Defending Freedom says the law gives powers to the government that could be used to oppress religious Americans. Well, the so-called Respect for Marriage Act really is a disrespect to millions of Americans and organizations that still believe that marriage is the union between one man and one woman. And this law would give vast powers to the federal government, allowing it to, for example, go after the tax-exempt status of a religious nonprofit or to allow federal lawsuits to be filed against people of faith simply that want to live consistent with their view that marriage is between a man and a woman. However, there are a few critics that believe the bill has gone too far in protecting religious liberty. Catherine Frankie, law professor at Columbia University, released a statement saying that the religious liberty exemptions 
could set a bad precedent for future civil rights legislation, saying in part what's worrisome about how the Respect for Marriage Act accommodates religion is not that the exemption will undermine the marriage rights of same-sex couples. Rather, what is troublesome is the precedent it sets, possibly for all future legislation. The U.S. has agreed to send a Patriot missile battery to Ukraine, relenting to the country's urgent request for a more robust weapons system to shoot down incoming Russian drones. The announcement could come as early as Thursday, according to some at the Pentagon who are speaking on condition of anonymity. The officials also say that the Patriot will come from Pentagon stocks and be moved from another country overseas. Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder, a Pentagon press secretary, says that whatever air defense systems the U.S. sends to Ukraine, they have to take in consideration the training component. Any of those systems, as part of the process, is going to entail taking a look at what it would require to train the Ukrainians, what it would require for them to sustain it, um, and then operate it. The Patriot would be the most advanced surface-to-air missile system the West has provided Ukraine to help repel Russian aerial attacks. On Tuesday, reports of a migrant surge surfaced as Department of Homeland Security officials prepare for the ending of Title 42, which was a public health policy used by the Trump administration to allow border officials to turn away migrants due to the spread of COVID-19. More than 5,600 migrants remain in Border Patrol custody in a facility suited to hold just 3,000. Customs and Border Patrol officials have warned that ending Title 42 will lead to a further influx of illegal immigrant arrivals. Gabe Gutierrez of NBC reports from the southern border and says that the surge is maxing out local resources. Overnight, even more migrants crossing the Rio Grande into El Paso, Texas. Thousands have come in huge groups just over the past several days, burning fires to keep warm, many from Nicaragua. Here in Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, tension has been ramping up. Weeks ago, riot police broke apart a migrant camp that had formed along the border. Now, shelters are filling up. Late today, there are still hundreds of migrants that have walked across the Rio Grande and right now are waiting to get into El Paso. This new influx that we're seeing comes just days before a federal court is set to lift the pandemic-era border restriction known as Title 42. Gutierrez interviewed a family who says they're waiting for Title 42 to expire before they cross the border. Today, we met this family of four from Guatemala who arrived here weeks ago. Now they're waiting until Title 42 is lifted before they decide whether to cross into the United States. With U.S. migrant processing centers already crowded and some migrants even sleeping outside, some officials in El Paso are urging the mayor to declare a state of emergency. It is a crisis. It is a state of emergency. There is no... There's no municipality alone that could handle what what we're seeing and what we're about to see with the lifting of Title 42. 
Gutierrez goes on to say that Border Patrol officials are saying things will get much worse after Title 42 is lifted. Today, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visited El Paso, and he's facing Republican calls for impeachment. There was a record-breaking 2.4 million illegal border crossings in the last year. Critics of the Biden administration say its lax border policies will encourage an even larger influx when Title 42 is lifted. Customs and Border Protection agents tell NBC News daily illegal border crossings could reach a record 10,000 per day. So far, Title 42 has been used to turn away more than one million people from the U.S.'s land crossings since 2020. Byron York is the chief political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. Join the Salem Radio Network and says that once Title 42 ends, the border crisis will worsen. Things are, things are getting worse on the border now. It's one of these situations where, you know, as the months have gone by, you think, well, it can't get any worse. But it does get worse. And now it's getting worse, um, apparently in anticipation of the end of Title 42. And then it'll really get worse. And there was a moment, you know, Fox News, especially Bill Malugin at the border, has been reporting this uh, for months and months and months in, in great detail and really giving you an idea of how bad the situation is. And there was a moment yesterday on Fox where Dana Perino said, you know, if you're not watching Fox, you don't even know this is happening. Um, and so it's good to see um, the New York Times actually uh, noticed that. York says he believes that illegal immigrants know that the Biden administration is soft on border security. First of all, most illegal border crossers uh, who who come to the, into the United States are allowed to stay by the Biden administration. That's why they're coming. Yes. They follow the news. They understand this. This is not some blind rush to the border. They know that something changed on January 20th, 2021. When Joe Biden became president, the door opened. Uh, and they know that it's going to open further when Title 42 goes away. And uh, U.S. officials uh, have one less reason, one less tool to be able to uh, turn them back from the U.S. border. Tuesday, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas visited El Paso to assess the situation. And during his visit, Mayorkas mentioned that he was speaking with the Mexican government but wouldn't mention any negotiations or details. Representative Mike Carey of Ohio says he believes Mayorkas has lost complete control of the southern border. Anybody that goes down to the border, I'm glad that he's going down there, but anybody that's gone down to the border will tell you uh, this, is a, this is a disaster. And, uh, you know, I sent a letter out uh, uh, yesterday to Mayorkas asking him why he's sending our air marshals uh, essentially down to the border to take care of a problem that we didn't we, we that they shouldn't be doing I mean they should be focusing on you know air traffic and uh, our passengers here domestically so uh, misguided but I'm glad he's down there Kerry says that until Republicans take control of the house in January there isn't much they can do but they do have a plan. And I think the, 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 what we're going to do, um, and once, once Kevin McCarthy is speaker and we have oversight in these hearings, I think you know, we'll be able to do a lot more. But I think right now, as the Democrats um, um, are in control, um, at least until January 3rd, um, you know, but, I, but I think we've got, we've got plans that, to make sure that we 
continue to build the wall and really allow our border security folks to you know do what they should be doing which is you know, securing the border and not just processing people as they come in. The Ohio congressman goes on to explain what Republicans will do once they take control of the House. The solutions that this administration has put forward is to essentially send our air marshals down to the border. I mean, we've got literally the number that we've heard is about 3,000. But when you talk to the air marshals, Association, they say somewhere around 1,800 people uh, that are that are that that are actually working as air marshals. I mean, that's just that's not an answer. So what we need to do is change the policy. Uh, we've got to keep Title 42. Obviously, we've got to make sure that we continue to secure the border, make sure we build the wall, but make sure we allow our border security folks actually to do the job that they want to do, which is secure the border. I mean, the one thing that when I talk to border security agents, and I've been to the border, uh, when I talk to them, they're very clear. I mean, every single person that comes across the border right now has been touched by the cartels in one way, shape, or form or the other. And and I will tell you, what's scary about that is that everybody that's come across the border, whether it's $4,000, whether it's $8,000 per person that comes across the border that goes to cartels, the cartels are making billions of dollars shipping, doing human trafficking. So um, we've got a real problem, and I think those are some of the things that we need to do once we get into the next Congress. According to reports, many illegal immigrants who have been released by the Border Patrol are now free to continue their journey after being processed. Many of them will be contacted by Immigrations and Customs Enforcement when they reach their destination. The House GOP says subpoenas are coming for intelligence officers regarding COVID's origins. Daybreak Insider's Capitol Hill correspondent Bernie Bennett joins us to explain. Ohio Republican Mike Turner, the incoming chair of the House Intelligence Committee, will consider sending subpoenas to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence if it doesn't provide information on COVID-19's origins and the IC's domestic activities unrelated to foreign intelligence. In a Monday interview, the panel's current ranking member said the broader intelligence community hasn't provided adequate briefings on answers to 27 letters from Republicans on COVID-19's origins, nor to 19 letters on how the intelligence community tracks extremists in the U.S., House Republicans have honed in on the two issues because of what they allege are infractions by the Biden administration. Bernie Bennett in Washington. U.S. prosecutors have charged former FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried with eight counts of fraud and conspiracy, calling FTX a scheme to defraud his customers and hedge fund lenders. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams says the founder and former CEO of the cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has been charged with a host of financial crimes. Bankman-Fried and his co-conspirators stole billions of dollars from FTX customers. He used that money for his personal benefit, including to make personal investments and to cover expenses and debts of his hedge fund, 
Alameda Research. Secondly, and relatedly, we charge that Bankman Freed lied to Alameda's lenders about the source of the money that he was using to pay those debts. Third, we charge that earlier this year, in the midst of the crypto crisis, Bankman Freed lied to investors in FTX about the fact that he had sent billions of dollars in FTX customer money to Alameda. And fourth, we charge that Bankman Freed violated federal campaign finance laws by causing tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to be made to candidates and committees. Williams says the investigation is ongoing and fast moving. I think it's fair to say that by any anyone's lights, this is one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. Williams says Bankman Freed made tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign donations to Democrats and some Republicans. All of this dirty money was used in service of Bankman Freed's desire to buy bipartisan influence and impact the direction of public policy in Washington. John Carney is Breitbart's economics and finance editor and says the more we learn about the fall of FTX, the worse it gets. This was very unusual. Normally what you would do is you would invite somebody, get them sworn in, get them testifying to Congress, Mm -hmm. and then you might get perjury charges against them as well. Why go after him the day before? It it didn't make any sense at all. It is far worse than I thought. What the SEC complaint, which has a lot more information in it than uh, anything else we've seen so far, makes it clear that he was taking money, commingling accounts from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. This isn't something that just happened in 2022. He said, oh, I had a bad month. But the SEC alleges that he has been dipping in for his own personal benefit since 2019. Carney believes that FTX will only be the first of many cryptocurrencies that will go under. I do worry, though, about all these exchanges. I don't think we have very good visibility into the way these things operate, how they're capitalized. They're clearly not regulated properly. So I, I, I think that while the, I agree the technology behind Bitcoin and blockchain is very important, I think these financial institutions that have been built up around these are very questionable. And I think this is not going to be the last one to collapse. A report today on inflation could show another month of cooling prices. Daybreak Insider's Donna Water is taking a look at the numbers. Economists surveyed by the data provider FactSet say consumer prices likely rose 7.3% in November, compared with a year ago. That's still uncomfortably high, but would fall well below June's peak of 9.1%. It would also amount to a fifth straight year-over-year slowdown in inflation. Looking at month-to-month, prices are expected to have risen 0.3%. 3% from October to November, which would extend a streak of slowdowns. A milder inflation report would encourage optimism that the Federal Reserve will suspend its interest rate hikes sometime early next year. Donna Porter, Washington. And finally, history was made on Tuesday as scientists announced that for the first time ever, they produced more energy in a fusion reaction then was used to ignite it. Scientists at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory were able to create a net energy gain, which is difficult to produce because fusion happens at such high temperatures and pressures that it is incredibly difficult to control. This groundbreaking achievement will pave the way for advancement in national defense, but more importantly, the future of clean power. 
Dr. Kim Badil of Livermore National Laboratory says this is an historic moment. This is a historic achievement for the team at Livermore, our collaborators in academia and labs in the U.S. and abroad, our industry partners, the fusion community writ large, and the many supporters and stakeholders in the National Nuclear Security Administration, the Department of Energy, and in Congress, who've ensured we could reach this moment, even when the going was tough. Over the past 60 years, thousands of people have contributed to this endeavor, and it took real vision to get us here. Reporter and analyst Ginger Cornejo Saab explains what this achievement means. It's a huge milestone, not just for those who live and study within the realms of nuclear fusion, but it is poised to also have real-world implications for all of us, normal folks. It happened last Monday here at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory within its National Ignition Facility. Now, what they achieved, it's called fusion ignition, and it's referred to as the holy grail of clean energy. Scientists have been chasing it for decades. Governments have spent billions in working to achieve it. And within the walls of NIF here in Livermore, it happened. Earlier this morning, a national press conference was held in Washington, D.C., making this milestone official. But what exactly happened in that experiment? Well, last Monday, December 5th, scientists pointed 192 lasers at a target as big as a peppercorn inside a small cylinder. You can see that cylinder on your screens now. That cylinder heated up to over 3 million degrees Celsius. Two megajoules of energy inputted into it. Three megajoules were measured as output, netting a gain of over one, which has never been done before. And it opens up new potential for the world of inertial energy. Cornejo Saab says we're still a long way off from fusion ignition powering American homes. Producing fusion energy that will one day power homes and businesses, well, that is still quite a ways away, maybe decades away. But scientists do say that today's announcement of making it official is a significant step in that direction. Experts are hopeful that one day it will be an ideal power source, one that emits no carbon and runs on a form of hydrogen that can be extracted from seawater. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.